Hi guys, welcome back to We Should Talk, a pop culture interview series from In The Know. I'm your host, Gibson Johns, and oh my god, if the beginning of 2021 has not been the most overwhelming two weeks of your life, I don't know where you've been. (laughs) Maybe you're one of those people that's like on vacation and like somehow living their best life. But I am here on the East Coast, in quarantine, in lockdown, and I just like am so overwhelmed by what's happening culturally and politically and in pop culture and celebrity. And I feel like every day I wake up and the people on social media that I follow are talking about something new and I have missed some sort of memo. I try to scroll, figure out what's happening. When I can't figure it out, I just turn my phone off and turn on Netflix. Like, It's just been one of those years, and it's only been two weeks, less than two weeks, honestly, at the time of recording this. And, like, sometimes I just have to take a deep breath, calm myself, and just realize you don't have to, like, follow every single storyline because you know the next day will bring something new. So, anyway, hopefully this week's episode of We Should Talk brings some sort of, like, reprieve or levity to your week because it really is just sort of, like, a fun conversation with one of the OG Instagram bloggers, Rocky Barnes. Rocky really kind of got her start in the early days of Instagram. She was kind of ahead of the curve when it came to being a model who documented her travels and and really kind of led this aspirational life for people to follow on the app, you know. I think that she started kind of, like, at the very beginning of Instagram in 2011, 2012. That's the year that I got Instagram, and it definitely was nothing like it is today. So she kind of like started this whole influencer economy along with other people, obviously. She didn't single-handedly do it, but she was really at the beginning of this. And around that same time, she was the music video girl from Justin Bieber's boyfriend music video back in 2012. And we talked about that in the interview and how she sort of looks back at that moment because it is one of those things where like, there are certain celebrities that have moments that follow them and that really kind of like are always brought up in like the little blurbs or bios that are all over the internet about them. And, you know, similarly to like, maybe like Emily Ratajkowski in the Blurred Lines music video, that's something that she, that was her breakout moment. And that's something that really follows her. And she's all, it's always mentioned. For Rocky Barnes, it's the boyfriend music video from Justin Bieber. And she was a love interest in that. And um, there was kind of an age difference at that time. And so she kind of laughs looking back at that. And because it happened so early on in, in her career and early on in Instagram, she didn't really see like a huge like follower bump from that, right? Like it was before like that would kind of, there weren't enough people on Instagram for that to happen for her. And so it was just really interesting to hear about sort of like the, the arc of her career because she really kind of came up at the same time as this app that now is so overloaded with influencers and people who do what she does, but she was one of the first to do it. And you really have to respect that. I think, you know, another part of our, of our conversation that I really loved was we talked about the term influencer and how it really is still this like catch-all term for so many different types of Instagram people and, and people that have different presences on on the app and post different kinds of content. But I think that the Instagram economy has grown so much that like our terminology for what these people do hasn't caught up to that. There isn't enough nuance in what the term influencer means. And I think that probably Rocky would 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 describe herself more as a blogger. But I also asked about like, you know, because influencers have grown so much, they've almost like become celebrities. And because of that, there's like this sort of new like cottage industry that has sprouted up of like people that want to take down influencers. There are so many Instagram accounts that are documented to to parsing out the different influencer controversies and things like that. And Rocky has really avoided a lot of controversy throughout her decade or so long career. But other people haven't. You know, you have the Danielle Bernsteins and the Ariel Charnases who have really been embroiled in a lot of controversy. And there's a bunch of other people who have too. But I asked her about that. And she kind of like equated people like that. We didn't name their names, but like that's, I could kind of re- read between the lines there. 
two like reality stars who post everything about their lives and then they are shocked when controversy comes back at them. You know, when you're putting so much on the internet, something is bound to tick somebody else off or something is bound to hit the wrong kind of like vibe or, or, or not kind of not jibe with the mood of the world at, the, at that point. And so, you know, if you're sharing every single thing about your life, something's going to come back to bite you. And um, I think Rocky has a really good head on her shoulders and a really good perspective on that, but other people do not. So um, yeah, we just had a really great conversation. We uh, had a great rapport and, you know, I really loved hearing her thoughts on what it really means to be an influencer in 2021 and um, where she's kind of kind of go from here. You know, she... She, again, she started as sort of like this model blogger on the early days of Instagram, became a music video girl. Like now she works with like the best brands in the world. She has a huge following of over 2 million people on Instagram. And she just launched a clothing line called The Bright Side at the end of last year. That's what we this interview was sort of pegged to. Um, and it has all these amazing uh, matching sets. And it's very of the moment. It's very, it's very much something that you just want to lounge around in, but you can also walk to the store in. So, you know, she just launched this clothing line. Where does she go from here? Uh, and I think that, again, she's sort of like at the forefront of navigating this influencer, blogger, Instagram community. So I think watching what Rocky does could be an indicator of like where the rest of her peers go next. So anyway, keep listening for my interview with Rocky Barnes. And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks and enjoy the interview. All right, so we're here with Rocky Barnes. Thank you so much for calling in from LA. It's pretty early in the morning, morning over there. <laughs> Bright and early. Yes. How's it, how's it going? How's, how's your, it, we're in 2021 now, so how's your year off? Is it off to a good start? Um, well, it feels pretty much the same, yeah. but new year, but it's exciting. I think it's a mental, you know, the mental switch over to a new year makes all the difference, but we're good. We're living in a construction zone still. We're in the middle of a remodel um, with a baby, so that's really fun. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> Just launched my own line, so add that into the mix and then add COVID into the mix. It's been really, really fun. We're getting I mean, a lot done at home. It's that's quite the first year of motherhood for you. It's it's a pandemic. Yeah. You moved. You launched a clothing line. There was an election. Like there, there was a lot this past year that you also navigated while navigating motherhood. How yeah. how has it been like when you with your first year of just being a mom and and having all that happening around you? Honestly, this couldn't have been a better year to Mm. have a baby. And I think everyone's catching on because I feel like everyone and they're, everyone's pregnant right now. Everyone's pregnant now. Yeah. Or engaged. Literally everyone's (laughs) pregnant right now. So I think everyone's figuring out that this is like actually an amazing time to have a kid. I would say before 2020, uh, my husband, Matt and I, we would travel, like we were doing maybe three international trips a month. We were gone more than we were home. We were traveling at least once a week. And I think if that was still happening and I was still going to events and like traveling around the world, I, motherhood, as amazing as it is, I also love my job. So it would have been hard and I would have had horrible FOMO. Yeah. But because nothing's going on. FOMO doesn't exist I, anymore. <laughs> literally, literally. It's a, because of that, I am actually able to just like devote myself full time to my, my baby and being with him without a care in the world, which is such an amazing feeling. It's taken away all my distractions. All my clients are like, 
please don't shoot anything not in your home. And I'm like, great, because this kid <laughs> sleeps and eats every hour. So the fact that I don't have to leave my home is just amazing. So he's definitely the silver lining to 2020. And with mm-hmm. all the other crazy stuff going on, like waking up and seeing his like innocent face that has no clue what's going on. It's such a blessing. I'm like, I'm sure. thank God you will not remember any of this crazy <laughs> happening in the world. So I, I, I'm actually for such a year i'm actually pretty grateful i'm doing what i'm doing now so good has 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 the year i mean and being able to really focus on motherhood and be at home has that changed your perspective on anything as it pertains to work or your career or i mean i'm just just i'm sure your perspective has changed a lot on different things but i'm just curious any like life change right you get a new perspective on i think this year in general i think everyone has kind of like a new perspective and that's the thing too is like i don't know if it's motherhood or if it's like covid you just kind of realize how much you care for how important your friends and family are and like your health and so it's like i like to say it's motherhood but it might just be 2020. it's hard to tell right <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know where the covid ended and motherhood began but like this year just kind of made me grateful for that and i think the one thing motherhood did really change about me is that i don't like put so much pressure on the small things anymore and for work especially i think i was such a people pleaser all the time always wanting everyone to be happy and saying yes to everything and being like, if I'm not doing it, they'll never ask me again. And having this like constant fear of like being out of sight, out of mind. Mm. And I think with motherhood, it's given me kind of, and it's weird to think about it this way. It's given me a weird confidence to be able to say no and be like, I have something more important than that event or this one job. Like it's given me a bigger purpose. And for that reason, it's given me this confidence to be able to say no and to prioritize my time, which I think is such a valuable thing that I have never been able to do for myself. Absolutely. I mean, and that makes a lot of sense. And I think I'm sure that you'll take that with you as, as the world continues to open, uh, starts to open up whenever that happens. Like that's, that is such a great thing to be able to let yourself know that it's okay to say no and it's okay to pass off so. on something. I hope yeah. Continues because yeah. you, know, you look at his little face and you're like, is that worth leaving for? Like, right. no. <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, he um, makes it easy and, to say no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you've also, you've spent a, almost a decade at this point building up your career and building up your brand to a point where you can say no, right? Like, like you, yeah. like you have really put in the work, I feel like, and, and just, getting to yourself to a place the where hustle, you, the yeah, the, the, totally the hustle. And, and I do want us to take a little bit back to, to that. To, and I just want to hear more about your story and how you did build up your brand and, and, and get to where you are. Think back to, you know, what was that year, 2011, 2012, when you first started blogging? What, what, how did, yeah. how did, how did you first get into that? Because it, it was, that's a different <laughs> world than it is now to get into blogging. And, and totally, totally. Well, yeah. I started, um, I think it kind of all started with my modeling career and that, itself started a little bit later. I went to college at SDSU, got a marketing Mm -hmm. degree, always wanted to be in fashion. My dad was like, you can't go to fashion school. You need to get a four-year degree. And even though I think I would have loved fashion school, I was really grateful for the fact that he introduced me to the whole college experience. And I met Mm -hmm. a lot of my best friends. And anyway, got a marketing degree, which I never thought I would use and I'm randomly kind of using now. I'm sure. I'm sure you are. Thanks, Dad. I'm sure it's all coming back. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like those those big ideas are somehow still working. I started modeling right after college and I was doing 
modeling, working at two restaurants, doing marketing for this author down in San Diego at the time. So I was like really hustling, like four jobs out of college, driving back and forth from San Diego to LA for like a five minute casting, like (laughs) such a waste of my time, but I did it. And, you know, I I was, I'm shorter for the modeling world. I'm five, seven. I've Mm -hmm. always been a little more of an athletic build. And I think my whole career everyone was really pushing for me, but they were also like, you know, you're not tall enough. You're too tan, stay out of the sun. Like you need to be thinner. And it was always kind of a struggle for me. And then when Instagram came around, people were like, oh yeah, I was posting photos. And I started posting all of my portfolio shots that all my agencies were like, oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. <laughs> and so I was like, but I love all of these. You love them. Let's celebrate them. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Instagram kind of became my personal portfolio for my modeling career. And then I was doing a lot of swim and travel stuff because I was doing so much lifestyle shooting as in like Bora Bora and Morocco and all these places. And so I ended up when you're shooting stuff, you you can't wear or you can't show any of the clothes because it's it's clothing that doesn't come out for like six months, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, you can't wear that clothes, any of those clothes in your Instagram shot. So I put on my own clothes in these amazing locations, take a photo. So I was kind of doing the whole like blogger thing from in my career, like super early on. And that's that's what I was going to say is I feel like you must feel like you were ahead of the curve and in, in, in a lot, in somewhat accidentally, but also somewhat very, like you were very much reading the room and being like, okay, like what, what could this be, you know, down the road? Yeah. But you were ahead was- of the curve. It was so unintentional and it was just kind of a product of my, of my modeling career. And it was like, it was amazing because I would never be able to afford to travel to all those amazing places and stay in all these amazing hotels and travel like in a car for two hours at five in the morning to catch sunrise over the dunes in Morocco and have the opportunity. You know what I mean? Like who does that? So like I was in the right place at the right time doing all these amazing shoots and capturing it for my Instagram. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. And eventually I remember at the beginning of Instagram, these companies would be like, I'll send you a free bikini if you take a photo and post it. And I'd be like, Oh my God, a free bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And that's, again, that's, that's very much the beginning of what is like so everywhere these days. Like that's, that's, that's where it started. Oh my God. I was like shooting for a free bikini and I was, I was never happier. I was so (laughs) stoked. I was like, I'll take that free bikini. I'll take a photo in it. Yeah. It was like, is that when, is that when you sort of realized that you were onto something and that you could potentially incorporate Instagram into like really some way to make a living? And when, when brands started reaching out and be like, here's something free, like when, when, when did, when did it sort of click in your mind? Like, Oh, this could be something and this could be maybe everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, you know, it was a slow roll. It was definitely a slow roll because it's like I was still modeling part-time or full-time and doing Instagram. And I think Mm -hmm. when it got to the point where it became not just free stuff, like we'll pay you for this, I think it kind of clicked in my mind. And then I started booking modeling jobs because of my Instagram. Right. And I think then my agencies got interested in Instagram. And when that sort of transition happened, I realized also all these brands were reaching out to me directly and not to my agency. And I had this great debate of like, do I go through my agency or do I take it myself? Like at what point do I cut out the middleman? And I still work with agencies now. So it's like not fully gone, but I do have 
the control over my own career, which is what I think is so liberating about Instagram and one of the most beautiful things about it. It's given back the power to models and actresses sure. and and so many other industries. So as much as people love to hate on it, I think it's given my career a new life. Like I just turned 35 and my modeling career should have been done probably 10 years ago. And I'm doing better than I've ever done. So it's amazing. And that's that yeah. just the, it's one changing of the times, I think, but also like, again, you really have found this way to you kind of cracked the code, I think, in a lot of ways. And, and it's, it's, it's really cool that that, again, you've continued to, to build it out. And I think you said people like to hate on it. And I and that's obviously something that I have noticed as well. It's like, yeah, it's like there's 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 almost this sort of like contingent of just like social media or or society that I don't know if they don't want to take influencers seriously or it's just like there's these accounts that sprout up that want to take people down and I'm just curious like that's obviously popped up in recent years and you, and oh, you, yeah. you you've been around in in this world for a while now what do you make of sort of that element of of your profession and that there there are people that look to, to you or, or maybe more your peers because you've avoided a lot of controversy, like you, you haven't had controversy, but p some of your peers have had controversy. And yeah. what do you make of sort of that whole element to it now where you're almost like looked at in the same way as like a celebrity? Yeah, you know, you, you have a platform and you have a voice and it's really great. I think that like not all influencers are the same. It's like, yeah. let's compare it to a celebrity yeah. world dynamic since you brought that up. You have the, you know, Brad Pitt's of the world, the, you know, the Kate Blanchett's who are like movie stars and they kind of do their own thing. But then you have, you know, the Kardashians and the, and the reality TV yeah. people and mm -hmm. they're all on TV, but in very different ways. I, and there's a spectrum, right? Totally. I think that there's people that are very serious business influencers that are amazing content creators and are able to share their world in a really, really beautiful way. And I think it's a purely a job for them. And then I think there's people that share their entire lives with everyone down to like I just woke up like totally. everything yeah. all yeah. the drama yeah. and I think that there's an audience for everything I think there's mm -hmm. an audience for the really curated I think there's an audience for this reality TV I would say like reality TV type people there's an audience for all of them so I just hate being all grouped into one because I like yeah. to think that the, everyone has their own voice and is very different um I think that the people that are getting called out and that are drama, it's just like so stupid that they think that they can act the way they're doing and not be called out. Like, look at all mm -hmm. the housewives, like they get called out, the Kardashians exactly. get called yeah. out. Like, mm -hmm. it's not any different. <laughs> if you're going to be stupid, people are going to call you out. So like, behave yourself. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah. and I think, I think you're right. It's like, if, you, if you're putting it all out there, like really all, you have to expect some of it to come back to sort of totally. Bite you, and you know, you know, and you know, there's there, this is my thing is that there's pros and cons to both. It's like I might I put my life out there, but not everything. Right. But I think that when you put your life completely out there, and then it's like you you get in what you get, what you put out. You know what I mean? So like totally. they have set a lot of those people. This is where I was going with that. A lot of, a lot of these influencers and bloggers that put their entire life out there, they have super high engagement. Like the people really love them and follow them and 
are super involved because the influencer is interacting back with them. So like mm. they get really great engagement, whatever, but you're also going to get that engagement in every way in the positive. Exactly. Energy. It's not just you know being positive. Mean? Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some people like are a little more of a like curated. You're not going to maybe get as much engagement, but you're not going to also get the backlash. Exactly. So, yeah. There's a trade-off to that. You know yeah. I mean? and, and, and I think it's, I think what you said in terms of like not everyone being grouped together as just like this overarching influencer <laughs> label, it's interesting because it's almost like the influencer economy or whatever you want to label it has sort of like grown so quickly that the the sort of like terms that people use haven't caught up yet. There, there isn't enough yeah. nuance, I don't think. And it's just, yeah. it's just interesting to watch it. It, it just, again, that world has, has grown so much and it's, it's, I try not to take anything personally either. Like if people say influencer, listen, it's not my favorite term, but at the end of the day, like I'm so grateful for my career and I'm so grateful for the opportunities that it's given me. So like, I'm not going to hate on it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And in doing research for this interview, you know, something that always comes up, I think is, is that you had a breakthrough moment early in your career a while ago when the Justin Bieber music video for Boyfriend. And I'm curious, like, again, and I, I've, been, I've interviewed a lot of people and I think a lot of times there's something that sticks to somebody, right? It's sort of like, yeah. it's mentioned a lot. And I'm, and I'm curious, like, just from like, you know, in, in your mind, is it something that you are okay with following you and you're like, or, or, or does it get frustrating to have that sort of always brought up as, as, as no, I think your, it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I think it's hilarious. Um, Good. It was such like a fun moment for me. What makes it even funnier is that like I was 26 when I did that and he was 18. <laughs> so like, that's funny. Like, I'll take it as a compliment, but they thought I looked like 17 years old and right. I was like, I'll take it. Take it baby. <laughs> but I was like eight years older than him. Yeah. So it was like kind of a joke that I was his girlfriend, but it was really funny. And you know, it's, we weren't allowed to have our phones on set at all. They like, mm. took all of our phones on set and put them away. So like, we couldn't post anything or do anything behind the scenes. And I think at the time I had like 2000 followers. Wow. Yeah. So it was like really early on. And I think I kind of hoped that it would give me more followers and it never really did, but you're going to die when you hear the, the thing that actually gave me the biggest jump, which was not the Justin Bieber video. And I don't even know if I've ever told anyone this is that like a year after that video, for some reason there was this like, viral hashtag that went around that Rachel Barnes died. And it was me and these two other girls that what? died of cancer. And it was this weird rumor that but I you got just shared a name with them. What? Wow. That I got backed into and I woke up the next day and I had gone from like two to 3000 followers. And that was like my big jump. From that the is so wild. That, that I like died from cancer. The girl from the Bieber video. I, I it was and bizarre. You ha- did you have to like, be like, no guys, I'm still My here. mom texted me that day and was like, are you okay? <laughs> that is like, wild. That is wild. Oh my god! It was the most bizarre thing. I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Like, <laughs> it was like a year after the video was out. Like, I was, oh, I'm gonna get all these followers from Justin Bieber. Got none, right? Wow. And then like, I got like a thousand or two thousand followers when I died, and I was like, oh my god, this is That's ridiculous. So- Hey, you you had two early on exposures to like big, big moments and it probably right? helped you in some ways, you know, prepped you for so, the attention. Like, literally, it was like when I had 2000 followers that all this happened. Like it was so funny. So I, I always joke 
I joke with my husband. I'm like, I probably would have a lot more if I like dated a celebrity or something <laughs> in the in the interim. So, but I was just like a slow growth for me. So do you have Bieber fans that pop up now and then that like are like, <laughs> oh, you're the girl from the boyfriend music video? Oh my no? god! Randomly, I had that, and then like apparently I was a total video hoe because I was in that <laughs> video. I was like. When you're modeling and you book a, a hey, it, no, those are big gigs. Those are well, big they don't gigs. pay that much actually. Oh. They don't pay, compared to but in terms of exposure, jobs. they can be great. You know, exposure. So I did this one amazing video, which is like also hilarious. I get more fans from Amir Diab, this like Egyptian pop star, and they're no way. I haven't on, seen it. You don't want to. It's not worth your time. I like shot I'm it YouTubing in Mykonos. It later. <laughs> I like shot it in Mykonos, and it, that was the best part is that I was in Mykonos. He's like the Michael Jackson of Egypt, and it was like a four day shoot in Mykonos. It was crazy. I but love I that. get people being like, "You're the girl from the Mir Diop video." I'm like, "Oh my god, how do you know that?" <laughs> it wasn't even in the U.S. It's like it's crazy. <laughs> it's global. You're global, Rocky. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, well, obviously since then, I mean, again, it's, it's been a long time since these moments for you and yeah. you've created again, this brand and this persona and, and, and this platform for yourself that is obviously it's, it's you and, and, and people have fallen in love with you and your style and just, you have a great eye for oh, things and you. you've turned it into so many things. And mo most recently, obviously it's the bright side, which is yes. the clothing line that launched last December. It's, it's so of the moment, but also there are things that you can be wearing for years to come. Talk totally. to me. Talk to me about the bright side because I also know that its current form is not necessarily what the original plan was for launch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had been working on this line actually. I I have partners at Reunited Clothing that I'm not a designer, but I have all these ideas, and mm -hmm. so Hilda and her amazing team actually um, help kind of bring my vision to life. So I have an amazing team behind me. But we started this in 2019, and the vision for it is kind of my dream outfits, my dream closet. It's like very vintage inspired, very masculine, feminine balanced. Mm. Um, definitely like fun colors. And it was supposed to be like dresses and skirts and all of these things. Like going out when, stuff, right? Yeah, stuff you would take on summer vacation and whatnot. It was supposed to launch last April. So obviously when COVID hit, it just didn't feel right. The, the environment was different. It just it just didn't feel right. So we mm. put that whole collection on hold, which we're hoping to actually launch next spring, summer, or this spring, summer, I guess now. And instead, I kind of designed a collection that just felt right. It was something my husband that could wear, I could wear, my baby could wear. I am a huge fan of hotel pajamas. So doing kind of like a leisure suit based on yes. the classic hotel pajamas that you can be super chic at home in, but also super comfortable. I did them all unisex and oversized because like who wants tight pajamas? Nope, no, 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 no one. When, no when, you're, one. Gor also, when you're gorging on ice cream and, and whatever, <laughs> when you're watching Netflix, Bridgerton, we were just talking about, yeah, yeah, you don't want anything constricting. Come on, <laughs> no, you need those stretchy waistbands. Let's be real. So, I made these like really fun prints. I did like the mushroom print, which is like an inside joke with my husband and I. I did these really cool like midnight bug prints with like scarabs and beetles. Yes. And I was like, I want them to be the designers first came back at uh, the first round of prints with the mushrooms and the beetles, and they were like, cutesy nursery cutesy and i was oh. like i was like i need these to be ugly like like realistic so ugly, vibes yes like uh, like actual like i want them to look ugly like so ugly they're cute not cutesy i love so it yes the process and then we did a lot of color blocking and then all the knit sets and mm. 
it's just everything that you want to wear right now. It felt right. It, my husband loves to be involved with all my clothes, like anything I get oversized that he can squeeze into, he claims for himself. So I was like, <laughs> whenever I show him something, I'm like, how cute is this? He's like, that looks like it could fit me. Give it to me. <laughs> so I was like, I'm wearing a wardrobe. I love it. Yeah. 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 So it was so fun. And I'm so proud of the collection. And um, each piece is like a statement on its own, but also very wearable. Like I'm mm. constantly mixing things up and wearing the leisure set, like with jeans and the robes uh, can be in side as robes or as sweaters outside and everything is super soft and super cozy and the whole family can wear it so it's just been really fun and I'm excited for the next collection yeah so. and, and I'm sure since, since you launched in early December you've seen people post pictures of themselves wearing it on Instagram and tagging it's you so what's it what's it crazy. like seeing that that must be pr- pretty cool it's you know I've done collabs in the past. I had yeah, like, of course, like, yeah, Express and Aldo and stuff, and obviously like super excited and proud. But like I never thought I would be so nervous. I was terrified before this line launched. Like I'm never nervous about that mm. kind of stuff, and I like could not sleep. I was like a kid before wow. Christmas, but like anxiety Christmas. Like oh my god, what if no one likes it? And, like <laughs> I my confidence just like plummeted the night mm. before. I was like oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. And, you put so much work into it and there's so many details. And as the creative behind it, it's like, I could have nitpicked it for like months. I feel like it's never fully done. I never, right. like, I love everything, but like I would have done this a little different and this a little different. And you are you're constantly working on it, but seeing everyone in it and loving it, I'm just, it's the best feeling. Yeah. It's well, you so can always, cool. and you can always put, put those changes in, in your next, in your next, totally. line, in the, the next season. So that, that, no, that's, that's the cool how, part is that this is an ongoing situation. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, that's how most brands work. Like you have like your staple piece and you fine tune it because you carry it over season to season when people really right. love it. And then you eventually get it to perfection and it takes a long time. I think if you talk to any designer, you don't perfect something on the first fit. Like it's, and it's, we got it pretty freaking close, but I think, you know, moving forward, it'll be really fun to kind of see everything really perfected mm-hmm. and really fine-tune everything over the collection from yeah. collection to collection so and it's, it's also really fun perusing the website and seeing some of the promotional material it's it's your family modeling the, the stuff together it's your husband and your son and that that's also pretty i mean obviously your your fans and your followers have seen pictures of you guys all together a bunch but yeah it's cool to have that also part of like this new line that you're doing this yeah. like actually this true business venture that they're they're a part of it with you and that's really fun it's very special. It's like, this is such a passion project and so much love is put into it. So it makes me happy that people can see that. Like, it's a really, it's been a process. It was not easy, but it's, mm-hmm. it's so fun to see everything kind of come to life. Plus you got to get Jones in there while he'll still smile for the camera. Cause like, who knows how long <laughs> that's going to last. Right. Like, who knows? I mean, seriously? He's already, he's already a wiggle worm. He's already like, nah. so it's like, you know, my husband's it. always like, here, take too many photos of him. I'm like, he's not going to sit still. Much there's longer. no such thing there's no such thing sorry no. when, they're, when they're when they're growing that fast come on I only get like a year <laughs> and then he's like off to do his own so leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so so what's what is the what in your mind what does the future of the bright side look like like sort of we have one collection and you, you just mentioned the next one but sort of is this something you want to keep continuing or yeah, just, what yeah. is this 
how does it fit into what you have planned? I always, you know, I, I've always had this like dream of having a full kind of lifestyle brand. I, I admire, like I always say I wanted to mix between like Rachel Zoe and Martha Stewart. I love how Martha Stewart touches on everything, but then Rachel Zoe is way more my style. Like she obviously has a cool factor and I, I know Rachel and she's amazing and she's uh -huh. such a mentor and someone that I admire in the business so much. And like seeing, um, a fashion brand kind of like kind of eventually overflow into like home and beauty and like entire lifestyle would be the dream. Um, mm. I definitely want to take it slow. I think like organic growth is so important and really like seeing what is working and what's not and letting the customer kind of evolve with you. So I mean, that's the part of this process I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what different forms it takes in the future. And thank you. Um, Lastly, what, 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 what else do you have anything else fun coming up for 2021 that, that you can kind of tease or talk about? Um, cause it's obviously a new year and we <laughs> hope that we can get back out there, but who knows what it looks like, you know? And I know. Uh, well, Brightside is going to be launching its next collection in a few months. So definitely Love. stay tuned for that. It's really, really fun. It's more feminine based, but there's definitely some unisex pieces in there that are going to be really cool. So that's kind of what's next on my play. I'm hoping we can travel again. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing planned. Yeah. What's at the top like, what's at the top of your travel list? Like if you if you the first flight you want to take, somewhere what, what warm, is it? Yeah. Somewhere very warm where I can lay <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, for sure. Same. <laughs> but until then we'll be working on bright side, working wow. on our house and just kind of figuring. living your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Rocky, it was so fun chatting with you. What, where, where can people follow you and and keep up with the bright side uh, after listening to this? So you can follow me on Instagram, Rocky underscore Barnes, and you can also follow Shop the Bright Side on Instagram, and you can link to Shop the Bright Side and Shop the Bright Side by RockyBarnes.com, all in my profile on Instagram. So I love it. Well, right um, now uh, we're just doing direct to consumer on our website, but if you are in New York, we do have an amazing pop up at Showfields. So you amazing. can everything out It's a cool space. There. Yeah, yeah, I love like that place. That. So we just got in the end of December and I think we'll be there for the next couple months. So uh, if you want to see, touch, feel everything in person, which I highly recommend doing, you can go check everything out at Showfields in NYC. So Love it. Well, yeah. Rocky, it was so fun to meet you and talk to you. And um, I hope Me this isn't too. the last time. We'll, we'll, we'll talk know. soon. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. For more celebrity interviews, subscribe to We Should Talk on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us as any show of support you can give us would be greatly appreciated. You can follow me at Gibsonoma on Twitter and Instagram, and you can follow In The Know at In The Know on Twitter and at Watch In The Know on Instagram. We'll talk to you next time.